The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Apatra, and I am joined by another very special guest. This is crazy, people. This is two day, two times in three days. Uh, we're, we're you know we're trying out one of our new guys. We got uh, Andy Gallagher on with me tonight. Uh, Andy's one of the guys that you'll see if you're a, you know one of our Hoop Ball subscribers or you're just checking out our forums. He helps manage our DFS thread over there. I'm really excited to have him on. He's very knowledgeable guy he's also a fellow east coaster i'm going to assume you're under the age of 84 so you're probably on on my side rather than coaches so uh i'm, I'm happy to have you man here uh are you excited to do this yeah it's awesome um first time on a podcast so about uh half the age of 84 actually uh grew up an east coast guy and everything so yeah you're right on track with that so far <laughs> Yeah, so you grew up on the East Coast. I, I, you know, I always like to, I did the same thing with Miles. I'd like to give you, you know, just a minute or two where you, you know, tell everybody how you got started with the DFS, a little bit more about yourself, you know, where you grew up, uh, you know, what your hobbies, anything that you want to get out there, man. Uh, these people want to hear it. Yeah, well, I grew up in Canton, Ohio, so it's the Football Hall of Fame city, and so from there, pretty much followed uh, the Cavs and LeBron, of course, as far as basketball goes. Um, love and follow all sports, uh, work a day job, office, also have a small family, raising a little family here, and pretty much um, just uh, do a lot of uh, um, fancy sports on the side, and um, pr- pretty much as far as uh, basketball, like fan-wise goes, like, kind of stop ca- following the Cavs and really just want to follow LeBron wherever he goes now, because I actually live down here in Miami, and I stopped... Uh, funny thing was that I stopped following <laughs> being a LeBron fan, kind of being upset over him moving down here. And I actually moved down here in South Florida in 2006. <laughs> when you, so when he came down here, I was like, no, I'm not a fan. <laughs> when are you going to L.A.? <laughs> That's the next step. When, you, when are you moving out to the West Coast now? I mean, you might as well. you got to keep going with him, man. Uh, <laughs> no, man. I can't do that. No, that's awesome, yeah. though. It was actually similar timing, and um, but no, no plans to go out there. Just want to follow his games as much as I can. The hard part is, is because I'm on the East Coast, it's very hard to follow late night hammer games and stuff like that. But I play him as much as I can in my daily DFS stuff, you know. Well, that's actually the, an edge that Coach and I talked about previously. You know, in the preseason when we did some some of more like more strategic and. Uh, you know how we break down our cards and build our lineups kind of episodes and we talked about how some players tend to fade some of the west coast players because they can't stay up and watch them as much in dfs as well and you know that's something i like to take a look at and uh you know that's why i like to play a few sites you know i always get some lineups on DraftKings. i play fantasy draft a lot too but you know that late swap it's a big feature that you got to take advantage of and you know the people who aren't staying up and aren't using the late swap on DraftKings, it's a you know group that we're getting an edge over that's right, my friend. So that's why, uh, since I've been listening to you guys, I'm getting a lot more uh, expertise and learning. And that's a big thing about uh, not only with the West Coast, uh, the what do you call Texas, uh, 
the Maverick Coast and all that, all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're, listen, man, calling us experts is, is fluffing us up a little bit. You know, we're, we, we fall off the rails over here. Uh, you know, the, our audio gets a little messed up here and there. Yes, we, we, know our, we know our hoops and we like to play DFS. And, but listen, you, you know your stuff too, man. We wouldn't be having you on if you didn't. I'm, I, you know, I completely back you. Uh, I'm excited to hear some of your takes. And, I, you know, before we jump into anything just too right. soon, Let's give a quick shout out to our, our boys, um, you know, oh, over yeah. there, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, you know, Andy, I, I'm sure you've, you've been listening. You know how I feel about this. I don't know if you've had oh, yeah. it in your cup yet, <laughs> but get it, man. The cup is full of dark brews, uh, <laughs> preferably the, you know, the, the Arabican uh, dark brew. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, it's it's my favorite. I'm a big dark roast guy too. That's kind of you know my morning thing. I honestly, I think it's all mental because I didn't know up until about a year ago that light roast was actually more you know more caffeinated and would give you more energy. I just assumed the darker the roast, the more bold the flavor, the you know the more it was doing for me <laughs> as far as waking me up in the morning. Uh, but try out any blend; they're all fantastic. I've had their light, I've had their dark. They have a few flavored blends over there. Check them out at HawaiianIsles.com. Or you can go on Amazon and just search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. It'll pop right up. Or just tweet at them. They're phenomenal. They'll get right back to you. Um, and let's be real. They're also avid fantasy basketball fans. I mean, it's not every day you see a Kona, uh, you know, coffee company supporting a fantasy basketball uh, atmosphere. And it's because they love hooping. So why not support both? One hand wash the other. I love working <laughs> with them and I love their stuff. So <laughs> get that out of the way, man. And, you know, I don't know. Have you been, have you been doing the Coach's Challenge contest? Because we can win some free coffee. Um, I'm going to try to get yeah, that over there. For sure. I hope to uh, do better next time. I was on the, definitely in the bottom half, bottom end of that one for, with the sixth entry. So we'll give it a go next time. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, we used to do them last season on DraftKings. And, you know, that was kind of the thing. I always like to go for the, you know, the free gear. And last year we were doing the coffee. You know, you, if you, you get a little sample pack <laughs> if you got first or second place. And that's kind of what I was gunning for. Now it's the T-shirts. I want a free T-shirt. Um, but listen, free is free, and I'll take either one. But we're going to start off. We got an eight-game slate. We got to get to uh, the you know the first game is going to be a showdown slate. It's going to be at six o'clock. It's going to be the Brooklyn Nets versus the Chicago Bulls. Um, I'm a gentleman. Everybody will hear me say it a thousand times. I'm going to be a gentleman tonight, especially with a new guest on it. So, Andy, I'll let you start this off. I'll let you pick your team. Uh, you know, lead us off. Well, um, interested in more so in the Bucks here and. Uh... We got about 227 over under. Bucks favored, of course, uh, with the Pacers coming off that back to back. Um, not not going to get into the, how weak the Pacers are looking right now, but um, so the reasonable price, um, you know, minimum, um, you know, bump on Bledsoe, I would say, um, on fantasy draft. I I'm willing to pay the price. Um, we got Giannis, of course, um, and really there's. It's good usage between the trio, between Giannis, Bledsoe, and, and some Brook Lopez. You could throw him in there uh, because they're a top 10 pace team. So you can go ahead forward that and, and play those guys, man. Uh, I mean, so one first things first, I'm a, little, I'm a little thrown off real quick because I had uh, the different showdown slate up. I think you started right off the rip at the 7 o'clock. We're going we're gonna to get going um, 
just to start. Oh, my oh, bad. Yeah, no, 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 man. I, listen, I'm, I'm excited about the main card. I'm probably going to play more of the main card in the showdown. But Yeah, yeah, the Nets. Yeah, we're going to start. We're going to start with <laughs> the, the, You're fired you're up, ready. man. You're ready to. You're already ready to talk about it. Listen, I, I love Bledsoe oh, yeah. as much as the next guy. We'll get to okay. him. I'll be there. Okay. I'll be there on him. But we got we to gotta get through the show. <laughs> we got to get through. The, listen, I, you're jumping the gun. I know you're all fired sure up. <laughs> no, no worries, man. Let's just. Definitely. We're good. I told you. It's, it wouldn't be part of the show if we didn't fall Ooh. off the rails a little bit. So. Yeah. So Chicago <laughs> and Nets. All right. Um, I'm not really into the game overall. Um, so you got White from the Bulls. He's, he's up and down. I can't rely on him. Um, if I was playing anybody on that side. Um, so I'm really just uh, taking a pass when it comes to that game overall. Um, no, nobody. No, hey, listen, that's, <laughs> that's all right. I mean, I don't play every showdown slate. We were talking about this before we got on air. Uh, you know, I kind of pick mine. I, generally, if I do play, it might be a weekend game like this one. So I might throw one lineup in there, maybe two or three. We'll see. Uh, but I, you know, I only play them more or less when there's nothing, nothing really else on to play. I don't, I don't go out of my way. I'd rather throw a few more bullets into the main slate. But you know, if I were looking on the Chicago side of the ball, I think we're going to be looking at the, you know, the main obvious options that we normally are, like Zach Levine, obviously. Uh, you know, good game last game. Finally had that little bounce back. It's a plus matchup for him. I think you know they're going to need to see his usage up. Um, you know, Kobe White, he is up and down, but the one thing that kind of keeps me intrigued with him is the shot attempts. Those seem to be sufficient. 23 mm-hmm. shot attempts in the last game, you know, in 35 minutes. That's a boatload of minutes. Will he play that again? Probably not. Probably floating around the mid-20s, but I think the shot attempts are pretty real when we're looking at, you know, double digits in the last four games, 13, 16, 14, and then, like I said, 23. So I do have some interest. He's more... Uh, of like a you know a little bit of a riskier maybe like a GPP maybe not in your cash game because he is going to garner ownership and he does have that risk where he could easily have a twenty three point game and then all of a sudden there's your edge so I would say temper uh, you know temper your expectations with Kobe and then I'm looking at Wendell Carter Jr. definitely we know that centers destroyed Brooklyn um, you know his minutes are up and down but this is a matchup where I can see him uh, being a little bit more useful. Uh, you played 21 minutes in the last one, but that's against the Bucks. You know, Brooke Lopez stretches the floor. Giannis can play small ball five. There's a lot of ways that they could take Wendell Carter Jr. off the floor. So I, I'm not really, you know, counting that 20-minute game. Those are probably just my main options. I'm not really going there marketing because he's just been, you know, slumping pretty hard as of late. And I don't know exactly what it's going to be to break him out of it. I don't know. He might be playing through some sort of injury. I think I saw something about an oblique a couple, like a week ago, but I'm staying away from that whole situation. And, and then I'm not really touching the whole Kendrick Nunn or Tomas Sadoransky. Um, Pretty much a stay away. Yeah. And then, I mean, in Brooklyn, I think a lot of it's just going to be determined by Kyrie Irving's news. He's questionable right now. He played in the last one when he was questionable. Right. So I anticipate that he suits up again. And if he does, I mean, there's no reason why, you, you know, you, you shouldn't be considering him as your captain spot. It's just the highest you know, floor and the highest ceiling of any player in the game. Uh, and then we really want to try to figure out exactly who's going to be getting the bulk of the center minutes in this matchup. I mean, uh, you can argue both, either center would make a good matchup. I think, you know, when it's not a big-bodied center, we can anticipate Jaron Allen seeing at least decent minutes. And I would say decent by maybe a, a couple more than DeAndre Jordan. So I, I think I might lean Allen in this matchup. And he's also $2,400 cheaper um, really? looking at the captain spot. When you're looking at just, you know, regular scoring, not in the captain spot, he's it's 7600 to 6k mm-hmm. So $1,600 difference, which is enough. It's still, it's still a big enough difference mm-hmm. to matter. And then, you know, obviously with Karis Levert, we're seeing, uh, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie and, uh, 
Joe Harris both play starter level minutes and both will see increased shot attempts. I'd prefer those two guys. I wouldn't mind Torian Prince, um, but I think I would just rather go with those two guys. I think Prince is going to garner some ownership and he might be one of the guys I kind of stay away from. Yeah, if I was actually playing showdown slate, I, I would have to go Jordan because the way he's been playing, the upside is tremendous. I think he had a 50-point game uh, just a couple games back. Yeah, yep, yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, shout out, I think it was, uh, you know, Andy, uh, our, our other Andy, Andrew, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think he shot, I think he called him out that game. And it was, you know, he mentioned him, and it, it was one of those matchups where I look back and I'm like, wow, yeah, that just made a ton of sense. I wish I had a little bit more shares of him because it was going against Rudy Gobert, you know, an elite center defensively, a big body, tall guy, rebound. So, um, you know, it made sense on paper. So those are, you know, when I, when I come across those kinds of matchups, I feel like I could now, like, you know, look at it and target it. That's generally when I want to play Jordan. And hey, maybe I wouldn't shock me. At the end of the day, he's you know he's a double double in twenty minutes. If it happens, I wouldn't be shocked. Okay. All right, man. I know you're ready for this now. Fair enough. <laughs> I know I know you're ready to move on to this main side. So I don't even have to ask you. So uh, let's let's jump right into this. I think you know which game it is. Uh, you know, first game of the night, we have the Milwaukee Bucks going against the Indiana Pacers. Andy, fire us up. Yeah, so as I mentioned there, we have concentrated usage on uh, a, a high-paced game, and the Bucks are rested, Pacers are not. So we got to look at you know, starting with Giannis, try to get him in our lineups, find some value. You're not going to find a whole lot of value, of course, with uh, Milwaukee because I don't see anybody else doing anything, even though they have the injuries like with Middleton. Um, I, I don't really see anybody stepping up unless you have any suggestion or anybody um, like uh, the thing I didn't mention Brooke Lopez um, as possibly a buy-down spot, but um, I, I really don't have anything else going on with the Bucks. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of alluded to it a little bit before. I mean, I, I'm, I've been riding this Eric Bledsoe train. If you've been listening to these shows, even when he was hurt, I was waiting to jump on that kind of opportunity where I knew he was going to be healthy and start getting his minutes up because the usage is there for him. It's going to continue right. to be there. Uh, this was before Middleton got hurt. Just – the, the splits last season with Brogdon off the floor compared to when he was on were just astronomical for Bledsoe. And he was a much better player when Brogdon was off the floor. Just a lot more ball handling responsibility and, like I said, usage. So take that into account, plus Middleton being out. He's going to continue just to thrive. I think this is just way too cheap for him. I'll be all over him in this game as well. Yeah. Um, the, my one fear with this game is, you know, if, if it could get out of hand with Indiana being on a back-to-back. And then we also saw Malcolm Brogdon leave tonight's game. Uh, with a back injury, uh, he's oh, not. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So he's not returning. So there, I'm, I'm almost oh. anticipating. It's a little early. It's only 10:42 over here right now. When we're recording this on the East Coast. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Brogdon sit tomorrow. Um, if he does, I might reconsider having being overweight on too much of the Bucks, just you know, in case of this this being, uh, you know, a dumpster fire of a game without Brogdon. Um, mm. But, you know, there's game sacks where if I was to run it back with anybody, you know, I'd probably be looking at like Sabonis. Um, and then, you know, I, if Brogdon sits, I think TJ McConnell and Aaron Holiday are both in play. I think, both, you know, I'd probably prefer McConnell um, just because if he's getting the, the bulk of the starting point guard minutes at a little bit of depressed salary, he's only 3,700 on DraftKings compared to Holiday at 4,900. Um, I think that's enough savings for me to kind of make my decision over there. But, I mean, the usage really gets spread amongst everything. Brogdon's 
one of the league leaders in usage this season. Um, you know, so we don't, I anticipate, you know, Warren getting a little bump, Sabonis getting a little bump. Holiday and McConnell will obviously see a bigger bump because those guys are going to handle the ball a lot more as well. Um, but those four guys are probably where I'd look to get my shares. Uh, and I wouldn't go overboard on them. I'd probably be mixing and matching, uh, you know, one, one or two guys in a lineup just for the value if I needed it. Interesting take, yes, with McConnell, uh, with Brogdon looking at being out. Definitely have to uh, figure that into my lineups as a way to go. Uh, with the Holiday brothers, looks like Aaron is the guy, as uh, Justin hasn't been able to take over, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a little bit different. Justin is more known for his defensive ability. He's always kind of been a good on-ball defender. I think that's kind of why they wanted to bring him in over there. And, uh, you know, Warren's kind of locking that position up. It makes sense. You know, Holiday gets on the court a little bit when they want to move Warren over to the four. But when they're starting Jakar Sampson, uh, you know, I think Holiday being that off-ball, uh, another off-ball ball handler kind of relieves some of the pressure off Brogdon because they need Brogdon to score. Um, it just kind of makes a little bit sense. But, you know, without Brogdon in the lineup, you know, maybe things look a little bit different. Maybe they switch things up. They might just, you know, they're either going to start McConnell or slide Holiday down to the one and then, you know, <laughs> could bring his brother in off the bench and start him at the two. So could oh, go either look way. Look out for that tomorrow, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would wait to see on the starting lineup. You know, I'm not really interested in Justin Holiday. If we see that he's starting, then, you know, maybe I'll take it into consideration. But like I said, I'm mostly looking at Holiday and McConnell to kind of, you know, soak up some of the minutes that we're going to see from Brogdon. Uh, and then the usage is going to be spread out amongst, you know, the whole starting rotation. So I think they all get a good boost. Gotcha. Uh, all right, man. Moving on to the next one. We have the Charlotte Hornets going against the New York Knickerbockers. 7.30 mm -hmm. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, you know, I'm pretty much okay with taking either one of these teams. I I uh -huh. usually get the dumpster fire teams as it is, so I can't really lose on this one. Uh huh. I'll let, I'll let you bat lead off. Yeah, I would start with uh, I like the Hornets a little bit better just because, you know, even though they're a last in pace team for what I had seen, uh, last place in pace. Um, but um, Grant for me is too high. I'm not on him just for this risen in price. The guy that's really interests me <clears throat> in this really lower total over under um it's just going to be cody zeller because uh his price um sorry i'm checking out on um, fantasy draft instead of fan do i know you're i'm sorry uh DraftKings, you're on that but uh you know just 10 600 on fantasy draft um when you look at the points per game that these guys actually produce on the hornets um even including rogier uh, the best value on the teams without a doubt is zeller um, so that's really, um, and these are both two rested teams, so we don't have to worry about back-to-back -back or anything. They're not playing tonight. So the Hornets um, can, um, you know, work Zeller into the, the game a lot. I mean, he's been really lately past two or three games, I believe, it's, uh have been up, and his point production, fantasy-wise, has been uh, just enough to hit value and, and probably over. Yeah, no, Zeller's very consistent. At the end of the day, I think he makes a lot more sense in cash games than he does tournaments. I mean, he does have that pop every once in a while where he puts up like a 40-point game as a pretty big double-double. Uh, you know, the, the Knicks play big. I don't think they're going to force him off the court in any in any way. They, you know, between Mitchell Robinson, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Julius Randle, and the rest of the other forwards and centers that they have, uh, you know, I think he should see at least 30-plus minutes. So, yeah, I think, you know, Zeller would probably be one of my, you know, primary targets if I'm looking to play anybody from the Hornets. And then, I, I'm, you know, I mentioned it, uh, you know, on the last show that I was on, and 
you know, keep an eye on Rozier. This usage in the shot attempts, he's having yet another good game tonight. You know, Devontae Graham being in the starting lineup helps him more than hurts him. It takes some of the defensive tension away. He doesn't have to create for himself as much. Um, I'm going to, I'm giving Rozier the boost. I don't understand, you know, Graham could still, you know, still be higher than him. I'll still take Rozier over him any day of the week. You know, would I rather play a guy like Bledsoe over Rozier? Probably. Um, again, that's going to go on great, uh, all about game script and we'll have to see about the Brogdon news. But, um, as mm. you know, that's kind of the approach I'm taking right now. I'm not overly interested in anybody on Charlotte. Charlotte. I'm not going to try to force too many people in, but if I happen to land on Rozier is like the last spot in my lineup, I'll feel okay about it. All right. And then uh, what are you feeling over there on the Knicks side of the ball? Yeah, I'm not really liking anything. <laughs> I have to pass on the fizz, the fizz train there. Yeah, dude, that, that, it's, it's, it's a train it's that's fun. like up in smokes right now, too. It's, uh, you know, and I, I'm still remembering back. And, you know, here's my, 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 you know, every 10 minutes shot at coach right now. I can't believe he tried to back him up and say he's a good coach. I got to, you know, I got to sit there and talk to coach about it. We had a little talk. He's like, really, man, you don't like fizz? I was like, uh, I can't stand this guy, man. Uh, You know, yeah. yeah. I got some questions for Coach, too, but I won't get to him tonight. (laughs) Well, we'll save those. I mean, I'm sure you'll be on another show very shortly, and you'll be doing that with him. Uh, You know, we're trying to spread it out a little bit now. We have five people that we cycle through uh, working on this show. So, you know, and again, you guys are doing a smash job over there on the forums, crushing it. We're giving you guys so many avenues to just get this information, get these questions out. Uh, and it's fun, man. But, you know, oh, back, yeah. back to the to the burning fish train, uh, you know, uh, for me, I'm not, you know, not overly interested in this game too much. I think that, you know, Charlotte's defense obviously is one that we could pick on. You know, Julius Randles just seems way too underpriced to me on DraftKings at 6,400. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, for cash, he's hitting, he's hitting cash almost every game. And then we have to factor in he does have this 40-point upside. So I think I'm going to have a, you know, a decent amount of shares in Randall just simply because of the price tag. I'm, you know, other than that, I'm not really touching the point guard situation. R.J. Barrett is coming in questionable. He's, you know, he's likely to play. I don't think he's not going to play. I think I read a report saying he is more likely to play. But, you know, That's what gonna, I heard. Yeah, you know, and he had a down game last game. Listen, rookies have down games. Things happen. Not a big deal. I'm not, you know going to fade him because he's a rookie and because he had a down game. I've, I've just been kind of fading away from that train as this as the season progresses. I think the other guys are kind of getting themselves integrated a little bit more. Um, so for me, I, I think it's just Randall over here on the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, it's enough games we can go elsewhere as a seven-gamer here. So uh, moving on is just fine with me. Oh, yeah, and this is uh, the next game that we're going to get to is the primo game that – going to draw a lot of ownership a lot of attention and for good reason we got the houston rockets going against the minnesota timberwolves this game's taking place in minnesota uh i'll, I'll let you i'll give you this okay. i'll give you the layup you want to start with <laughs> you, you want to take the rockets yeah let's see who's a layup guy for the rockets capella's <laughs> out so we got tyson chandler so the thing was here is they were, they were running big with tyson chandler at center i mean he's a center um, but then the other guys, I uh, didn't really get to see, I know that they started out the game with, um, Chandler at center and then they ran, of course, um, the other guys in there, but they did, they brought rivers off the bench as, as, um, as far as I'm, if I'm correct, but then he got a lot of runtime off the bench. And so if they go small, um, you're looking at rivers at 7,100 on fantasy draft. So he's a, he's a real good value play especially for tournaments i would say um 
So, you know, there's no over-under on the game yet, but we got a lot of uh, uh, going on there with Harden, and, and Westbrook's expected to play, what I heard. Uh, no, he's actually, he's, I, I, he was expected to play tonight and sit tomorrow, if I'm, if I'm okay, not mistaken. So yeah. Okay. So we'll have to go with that. Um, so sitting tomorrow, we got um, yeah. I mean, we got Harden. I mean, so what? What else? What else do you want? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I was hoping that man, if you missed the layup on that one, I would have been a little upset. Layup, you, yeah. I was like, you're like, oh, what layup can I have on this? And then you brought up Tyson Chandler. I was like, oh no, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's all right. It's all right. No, Listen, no, I, I wasn't saying to play him. I was just saying that I was trying to figure out what kind of lineup they were running at first. Because they, they start out with him at the beginning of the game um, when I, I just ran the highlights on it and see what happened. And then, you know, um, but then Rivers came in later on. Oh, listen, no, I'm not I'm not going to knock Tyson Chandler in this game. I mean, I, you know, a couple people, you probably heard me on the last show. I, I was kind of off of him in this first, you know, for tonight. I, I didn't want to play him in this matchup. I didn't think it was necessarily the right matchup where they had to force him out there for big minutes and I thought mm-hmm. that they might be able to get away with playing P.J. Tucker on Sabonis for a good amount of time. Uh, you know, and, and from everything that I'm seeing, you know, Chandler ended up running out there for 24 minutes. But that's look, that looks like what they did. They, you know, they played TJ Tucker, uh, P.J. Tucker 39 minutes. They played Rivers 30 minutes. So they went with a little bit of more of a small ball lineup. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll be able to get away with that same lineup tonight going against Carl Anthony Towns. So they might need a little bit more right. of Tyson Chandler. So. You know, this 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 kind of game script makes a little bit more sense for me to be more interested in the Tyson Chandler value play. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I think a lot of people are going to hop off. He's only seeing a $200 price boost. So for those reasons, I think he's more in play tonight than he is tomorrow. Am I going to try to force him in um, a ton of lineups? Probably not, but I think I'm going to definitely take a harder look at him than I did yesterday. And then, you know, obviously, I think James Harden is just close to, you know, as must play as it comes with, with Westbrook. You know, most likely to say, and this is a fantastic matchup, 12-2. Um, I, don't, I don't know how you can really, you know, argue against playing them. We don't really have too many, you know, priced up studs to choose from tonight. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to be choosing between Harden, Giannis, uh, Doncic, and then, you know, Towns. After that, you got Kawhi going against Atlanta. That's another one you can factor in. I haven't been really playing too much over there in L- in, on the Clippers' side of the ball, though. So I, I have no problem spending up on uh, on Harden. And when you look at Harden versus Giannis, I'd much prefer Harden over Giannis at $200 more. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll kick off over here on Minnesota. Um, yeah. I've been playing Minnesota, and, and they've been winning me a decent amount of money. And, and, you know, I've been riding this Teague train since he got back. The back-to-back, mm-hmm. you know, kind of keeps me a little skeptical. I think that... You know, you could look at him. He's still only 5,100 in this matchup. I think it's a plus matchup for him. So I think Teague's in play. Um, Wiggins was out tonight due to personal reasons. So I don't. Right. Know, we don't know necessarily what that means. I didn't. I didn't read too much into it. I don't know. Um, but if he misses tomorrow again, I can't remember what he has going on. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't see it either. But you know, with him out. The, the he takes out he's been soaking up such a massive usage lately that this is going to get spread out amongst the starters. Um, I think you know you can just look straight back, like I said, to Robert Covington, Jeff Teague. I think are both fantastic options. I do love Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns in this matchup as well, especially with no Clint Capella. Um, I think he really take advantage of Chandler on the outside if he wants to shoot three pointers all day long. He's going to be able to do that all day long. So I think those three guys would be my primary targets. Um, you know, if you wanted to look at like an Okogi. Or uh, a Jared Culver. I think Culver would make more sense if Wiggins sits, just because he's a little bit cheaper than a Kogi. I think they have you know pretty similar yeah. floors and uh, an upside. So yeah. Oh, he had of- a death of his grandmother. I'm sorry. 
Okay, so yeah, he, he so he might he might miss another game then. Um, you know, prayers out to you know him and his family. You know, it always sucks yeah. when when something like that happens. But uh, you know, we we got to kind of prepare for the situation. So I, I'm going to kind of go off the assumption that maybe he sits another game. Um, I don't know. It, you yeah, know, it's unclear right now. Yeah, every player is different. You know, we just seen Dennis yeah. Smith Jr. take off a week. We see, and then you see games like Isaiah Thomas playing the day after he finds out his sister passed away. So it really could go either way. Um, just keep your eye on the news, kind of prepare for both. You know, don't build your lineups too early unless you have the time to edit them uh, before Absolutely. lock, just in case. I played uh, Teague and, and some other guys I was into tonight. I'm trying to remember who else, but. Uh, I think it was uh, the other guy you mentioned. Oh yeah, actually, uh, all the Teague and Covington tonight. DraftKings, yeah, but uh, Covington was like forty. Well, I think it was like forty-seven or forty-eight hundred on DraftKings. That's just ridiculous. Oh, cheap. you I already mean, got thirty-two point two five points tonight already on DraftKings. Oh yeah, Teague. Both of them. That, Cole was twenty-five. He was the other guy I'm playing. There you go, man. Heck yeah. Oh, and, and I even got a Koji. I did a triple stack, 24 points for a Koji. Oh, yeah. Looking at that matchup, it's just the Wizards <laughs> hey. in general just bleed points. Uh, zero defensive ability on that team in general from, like, anybody in their starting lineup. So, yeah, I, I mean, making, you know, a good game stack against them is definitely a good way to go. I think I played uh, three was my max. I didn't play – I don't think I played more. You know, I did one with uh, – I think it was Towns. I think it was Towns. Culver and Covington was my three stack I did with them, and I faded Teague in one of them. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what, man? It, it is what it is. I'm, I'm looking good right now. Uh, I faded Tyson Chandler in most of my lineups. I only did a couple lineups. Um, you know, I was I wasn't necessarily right next to my computer, and I knew it wasn't going to be. So I did a, I did some single entries. I you know I threw a couple bullets into a few GPPs, but I didn't go overboard. And uh, I'm looking like I might see a decent return on my investment tonight. So let's right. keep the fingers crossed, but. We got a few more games to go through, so we're going to keep going. We're going to move on to the New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Hornets. I almost said New Orleans Pelicans versus the Miami Heat. Yes. Uh, you know this game is, is, is. I think it's going to be a little bit more enticing than some people think. It's you know taking place in Miami. Uh, both teams. I got some interest in. I'll let you start off with whatever oh, yeah. you'd like to take. Oh well, I'm going to go with the home team here. The uh, the Nun and the Heat. So they're going to bring out the nuns, I think, tomorrow <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in the stands or something. But, uh, you know, with Winslow out, it's just really been great for his success. Um, he got interviewed after the game last night. He was really level-headed kid, good kid. So I know he was a second round or was he free agent? I don't remember. Um, and so he's just he, – his kid's awesome right now. And, um, you know, Bam's getting a little high. Um the spend up for Butler is just fine with me. I compared to some other guys, you know, spend down compared to like Luca and and um, Young. So Trey and we can go ahead and do that. I would just um, stick with those two guys though, as far as my cash lineups. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I think uh, you know, Nunn has been absolutely smashing. I, I wasn't really on him as much during that you know that showdown slate that, that he crushed. Uh, so you know I paid the price. I got a lot of my other guys right in that game, but I didn't get him right. I kind of stayed away from him. But yeah, I, I think you can look at him definitely. I think his price tag still fair at fifty eight hundred on DraftKings. I think you know Butler's price tag is more than fair at seventy six, and I think Bam's is more than fair at seventy five. I think they're all price fair. Uh, Bam's minutes have just been up, and you know that's something I like to you know kind of attack when I know and I feel confident. Uh, you know, three out of the past four games, he's played at least 35 minutes, played 40 in the last one. 
Um, if he's playing minutes like that, we definitely have to take him into strong consideration. We know that the Pelicans really aren't that great in the front court. A little bit uh, battered and bruised right now. Jaleel Okafor, I think, is questionable. So that's going to kind of matter. Um, favors, fantastic game. We're going to get to that other side of the ball. But I think it's still mm-hmm. a front court that Bam could take advantage of in there. Um, as far as any of the other ancillary pieces, you know, Goran Dragic, he's a guy that I think is very matchup dependent. I don't think I'm going to really be on him too much in this one. Um, no. I, I, I don't think that they're going to really, you know, the Pelicans can definitely play small ball. So I think that might kind of limit the Myers Leonard minutes. And that means you generally when Myers Leonard's minutes are going to be limited. We see a couple more go over to Kelly Olynyk. Um, I don't know how that really makes sense. They're both very, you know, seven foot stretch players. So I don't, you know, it, it does correlate though. Uh, the numbers don't really lie on this one. So I, I think I'd probably prefer Olenek over Leonard if you wanted to look at those two guys. But my main targets would probably be Butler, Bam, um, and then if you wanted to sprinkle a little bit of none, I don't mind that either. Yeah, I mean, if I could spend up for Bam, uh, that's fine with me as well. I mean, I, I think it also it used to help at least. Uh, you know, now on DraftKings, he's only center eligible. Um, but, you know, when you're over there on Fantasy Draft and you could plug in a few, you know, three or four centers, he's definitely a good target. So, uh, New Orleans, though, this is the one that we have to really monitor. We have some injuries going on. We have guys sitting. We have a ton of guys questionable. Uh, yes. Right now, you know, Lonzo is heading into the game questionable. Brandon Ingram's probable. Josh Hart was ruled out. J.J. Redick, you know, is questionable due to left great toe sprain. I never heard of a great toe sprain. That's a new one for me. What the heck is that? I heard of a big toe. Uh, I don't know why they call. Is that what it, is great that like? The, is that the medical term? Is it actually a great toe? It's not a big toe. I've never heard. I work around medical a lot. I never heard of that one. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna go with that. So you heard his big toe. So he's <laughs> big he, toe. He's also questionable. Like I said, Okafor is also questionable. So a lot of this is gonna matter about the news. So you know we're gonna we're gonna go through this game. We're gonna give you our takes. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I'll just lay a blanket statement with it. You know, we're gonna you know Ingram rule man, Lonzo Ball. I, I'm just gonna say he's out because he's been out. I don't really know if he's going to be. It's really up in the air with that one. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know Redick, I, I'll I'll consider him with the big toe injury that he's gonna play with that bad boy. So. Uh, I guess we could take it forward going with that. Uh, you know, who are you looking at? What's your main approach to this game? Mm-hmm. Are you like anybody on this side of the ball? More so have to pass right now unless, you know, something comes up with the injuries tomorrow. Um, one interesting thing I noticed with the Pelicans is that the offense, uh, according to, I believe it was the coach, they said the offense is a lot different without Ingram. They were actually passing the ball more. They had about 35 more pa- passes in the game without Ingram on the floor. So you're talking about different offense. They had more, I guess, um, free flow of um, that going on. But with Ingram back, he's going to take over and hold the ball more. He's going to score. He's going to get his points. So if he's back, I mean, I would probably, I would like to go back to him if if at all possible, fit him into my lineups. Um, Favors to me, I'm talking, you know, fantasy draft, his price went up. I'm off favors. Um, and that's pr- no more. Um, what's his name? E. Williams, the uh, he was playing power forward. Oh, Kendrick. Kendrick, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not in play anymore because uh, I don't think he's going to play enough, get enough minutes anymore. Uh, I you know I think with with Ingram out, yeah, it's definitely going to impact his minutes, and especially with the price bump. Uh, he was forty five hundred in the last one. I think he was like you know forty two before that. No problem rolling him out there. Um, I still think he's going to see a decent amount of minutes. I think he really, you know, in this stint, he's kind of secured a good role. You know, coming into the season, he he wasn't playing as much as most would anticipate because he played well down the stretch last season. He's playing well, and when he's been given minutes this season, so 
Uh, I'm not going to completely scratch him off. I'm definitely going to you know lower my expectations for him. I don't know if I'll get there, but I'm not I'm not ready to just scratch him off yet. I want to see how all these injuries pan out. But yeah, I think if Ingram's playing, we could definitely take a look at him. His usage has been just massive this season. Obviously, he's been you know I mean we can almost you know look at him like a most improved player candidate in my opinion. Um, you know the step he's taken this year is just astronomical. I I, mean, I didn't expect anything yeah. like this from him. Uh, Derek Favors, I'm not scared off by the price tag. It's more of like a matchup thing for me. It's just not a best pace. It's not going to be the best defensive matchup for him. 6,200, you know, I would actually hope for a down game on this one. That way we can capitalize because he's really looking like he's turning things around. Um, you know, the minutes are starting to get there. He's getting double-digit rebounds uh, every game in the past four games. So, you know, in the right matchup, keep your eye on him. Maybe going forward, maybe it's the next one. I haven't checked the, sca- uh, checked the schedule. Um, but not in this one. So I, I mean, that's kind of my only, you know, only only thing I'm really looking at. Drew Holiday's a little bit priced up, 8,600. Especially if we know that we might have, you know, we're gonna have Ingram back, we might get Ball back. So I'm kind of off that track right. too. Yeah, let's see. No over under yet. We'll um, see how it goes tomorrow and updates. Keeping up on the news. All right. Three games left, so, uh, you know, we're just about, I guess, at that halfway point. So, uh, you know, before we go any further, just another shout-out to the guys over at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Uh, We do appreciate you. They're our number one sponsor since day one. They have a fantastic melody of blends. Check them all out. They're dark roast, light roast flavors. You can get them in K-Cups. You can get it in just the regular brew. Me, I I get the bags, and then I have uh, the refillable K-Cup. Uh, dispenser so that way i can kind of get the best of both worlds um you know and not destroy the ecosystem with k-cup pods so you know that's that's kind of the way i like to do it but uh you know whatever whatever floats your boat just try their coffee it's, it's fantastic stuff um and you know definitely if you get a chance give us a rate and review a thumbs up over on you know itunes stitcher podcast anywhere you can find them uh, we're all over the place you can even get us on youtube so we really do appreciate it, guys. It's kind of one of the driving forces that allows us to continue to keep this content free because uh, we keep getting approached by these sponsors because they keep seeing all the great reviews. They keep hearing about us, and it's mostly in due because of you guys. It's word to mouth. It's you know you guys talking about us, reviewing us, and again, I we do appreciate it. You know we work hard on this. We try to bring you the best content that we could on a nightly basis. One of the only shows I've ever seen in in, in the industry that can do a seven day a week show. So uh, you know. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we, we're bringing on more people. So now we got Andy on here. Uh, and, Andy, I, I'm, I'm hoping you're having a good time with me tonight, man. But, you know, yeah, this awesome. is growing, man. You're jumping on at the right time. This this whole DFS it's, community over here at Hoopball is blowing up, man. Yeah, it, it's exciting. It's really a great time to be involved. All right. Well, we got we got three games left. Like I said, the, the next one we're going to jump into is Portland versus San Antonio. Uh, you know, this is a game where you know, we've seen these two teams kind of have some pretty tight ones over the years. Uh, I'm expecting a pretty tight one. Now, I don't know what that means as far as the scoring column, but uh, I don't know where you want to start off. Um, well, I guess I'll start with the Blazers. Looking at an over-under around 227, close game, competitive. Uh, we got Dame, still good value. We got a nice matchup. He's going to be playing against DeRozan. Uh, actually, I want to ask you, what do you think about that? If, are those two going to be guarding each other? How do you think that's going to go? Nah, no. I think they'll if if they're if they're smart, they'll put Murray on them. Uh, Dejounte's their best perimeter defender. Uh, just the fact that he's quick, he's got the length, he's kind of got a lot of intangibles that would make sense putting on Dame. So okay. I, I would think I would think Murray, but Murray also doesn't play big minutes, so Murray's might only play twenty four, twenty five minutes at most. So uh, you know, we might see some other checks, but I, I would imagine it would be a lot of Derek White. 
and a lot of DeJounte Murray. Gotcha. Yeah, so other than that, you know, um, I'm just not really feeling too much any Blazers as far as going to anybody in particular. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking for value. I'm always looking for who are the, the guys coming in that's going to be lower cost and, and try to get and spend up because we got our Harden and Giannis today, uh, options like that. So I don't really see anywhere else to go um, on the Blazers. I, yeah, I mean, as far as the Blazers, I think, you know, you hit it on the head with Dame. He's definitely underpriced, 8700 way too cheap. Um, it's kind of, I think, just that prototypical Spurs pricing that we see. Um, yeah. um, you know, and the Spurs defense isn't necessarily what it's been. You know, we've hit on this a few times, playing up a little bit more of an up-tempo uh, up pace than they're used to in the past. But uh, more or less, uh, the only thing that's kind of worrying me a little bit is that DeJounte Murray defense that I brought up. He's, you know, he really is a good defender. This isn't, I don't generally go out of my way to target guys against the Spurs. I'd be playing Lillard because right. of the price tag if I did. Um, and then, you know, I wanted to bring up the whole wing situation. A lot of the values kind of getting a little bit soaked up with body hood being back. Um, but, you know, yeah. the big surprise was actually Nasir Little, the rookie, playing a little bit of power forward, uh, 22 minutes in the last game. And I got to tell you, if he's going to play mm-hmm. 22 minutes, uh, I, I think I got a little bit of interest. You know, next to minimum salary, took 10 shot attempts in the last one. Um, you know, he's an amped up rookie, played a lot, I believe he came out of UNC in college. So he was, you know, the biggest name on their team pretty much. So you got to imagine when a guy like that gets his first crack at the NBA, he's not going to be gun shy. So, um, you know, definitely a GPP play, no in air cash game, not a good matchup for him whatsoever. I would, you probably might not even start again because it's going to, you know, if, you, if they're expecting him to guard, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, he's going to get beat up on fast foul trouble fast. So maybe this isn't, but I'm throwing it out there. It's just a name to keep an eye on. Um, you know, sometimes getting these guys in your head and jumping on them at the right time is what we need to do. So monitor them. Uh, maybe if we hear he's starting again, we could take a stab at him. And uh, you know, jumping over there mm-hmm. on the Spurs side of the ball, um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think, I think you know, DeRozan and Aldridge, they're both a little bit underpriced, but neither one of them has kind of been showing me that ceiling that I've been wanting to see. I mean, the, you know, the biggest game that we've really gotten out of DeRozan all season was the one that we, he got last game, and it was only 44 DraftKings points. So at 7,200, yes, that's hitting value, mm-hmm. and it's a decent return. But that's his highest points return on, on the season so far, and it still doesn't really you know, get me to where I want to be. It's not enough juice left in the bone for that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, it, it kind of, you know, the same thing for Aldridge. You know, generally I, I look at this matchup and I don't mind targeting Aldridge when I know he's going back to Portland, but this one's going to be in San Antonio, so I don't think, right. I could, you know, I, I really need to focus on playing him too much. Murray um, is definitely going to be a guy that I kind of look at. He's a little underpriced, I think, at 5,200. I still think okay. that there's a little bit of meat left on that bone or juice left in the orange. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think we could take yeah, a decent give the dog a bone. Yeah, I think they're going to need him. I mean, at the end of the day, Damian Lillard, he's the best defender. Um, if you get beat by the Blazers, it's usually by Damian Lillard or by just an insane shooting night by C.J. McCollum. So, uh, you know, if, if, that's, nice. if they want to win this game, they're going to have to look at taking, taking Dame out of the equation as much as possible. And to do that, I think they're going to have to play uh, Murray a couple extra minutes. So. Um, that's pretty much where I am with this game. I'm not really trying to look too much more on the bench. You know, the Rudy Gays, the price tag's appealing. Um, maybe more in cash. I don't think he has too much of a tournament upside in him right now. So I think uh, I, you know, I'm ready to move on after that. I don't know if you have anything else left in that game that you wanted to hit on. No, just the Aldridge, <clears throat> he was consistent. It seemed like a cash game play, but then he pretty much tailed off a few games ago or four or five games. He just he had a really down game, and I don't know why. Exactly, but he's like f- fair price, but 
you know, more easy to pass on. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, you look at that price and you just think, Lamarcus Aldridge, how could he be that cheap? Uh, you know, if, if it's, it's, it's kind of weird, you know what I mean? I'm used to seeing that. And, you know, this has been a perennial all-star since, you know, for the past 10 years. So, uh, you know, hopefully he writes the ship soon. And I'm, I'm sure he will. Um, but it's kind of a Spurs thing where they're not really worried about it right now. They're hoping that they can get the playoffs. And when they get there, they'll worry about that. All right. All right, man. Last, uh, no, I almost said last game. Two games left. Uh, the next one we get to is an 8.30 Eastern Standard Time game with the Toronto Raptors going against the Dallas Mavericks. This game's going to be taking place in Dallas. So, uh, yes. you know, I, I know Coach is going to be doing a, a pod tomorrow. He has tomorrow off. So, oh, by the way, guys, Coach is supposed to be on tonight. Obviously, he's not. So he might not be on again tomorrow night. We're trying to figure that out. We might have a replacement. It might be you again, Andy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it could be Andy and Andrew. It could be a double Andy tag team. So yep. Andy squared might be on tomorrow. Uh, you guys so will crush play it. Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> yeah, if he's playing, you gotta see. Uh, so now uh, let's. You know, I'm looking at this game and I'm very enticed. I want. I brought all that up with Coach because I know he's gonna probably be watching this whatever he wherever he's doing. Uh, huge Mavericks fan. Fan, but um, I'm definitely gonna be interested in this game. I'm gonna let you start off with uh, you know. Whatever team you'd like to take, you know, like the gentleman I am. <laughs> what a gentleman. And a scholar. <laughs> yeah. So I am going to be on the Raptors. However, they're getting all <laughs> a bit pricey again here. I mean, we got Hollis Jefferson. His price is back up on, on fantasy draft above 10K. Um, we got Boucher. But he let us down last game, right? I mean, we can't really rely on him um, coming off the bench and that sort of thing. Actually, it will be a little scoring game. I'm talking myself out of this game. <laughs> well, I mean, because we, we don't want to pay up for these guys. I mean, um, so pretty much um, it's a really just kind of another pass game. I'm trying to think of anybody else for the Raptors um, that I would use. Uh, no, go ahead with the Dallas uh, Mavericks, unless you had anybody else. The Raptors. All right, no, I mean, for the Raptors, for me, it's pretty much just Van Vliet at this point. Uh, you see Ockham at 9200 on DraftKings. He's getting priced up to the point where I'm really thinking about it. Yeah, he's been paying off that price. He's been playing phenomenal. Um, but, you know, I, there's a couple other guys on this slate in, in you know, equally good matchups, if not better ones, uh, for only a little bit more expensive that I, I just think I'd rather go to. I think Van Fleet is still at a fair price tag, though, where I don't mind okay. looking at him at 7100 uh, You know, Powell should continue to start for as long as, you know, Kyle Lowry misses. Uh, very minimal minutes, not a high-usage guy, down game in the last one. I, I don't mind the value at 4400 You know, being small forward eligible, that's a position where sometimes, uh, you know, we just want to plug in the value play, you know, not worry about it kind of thing, so... For those reasons, mm-hmm. I think you can look at those two guys. Not not saying that they're must plays or anything like that, but um, you know they definitely warrant some consideration. Uh, but yeah, I'm ready to we can okay. jump over to Dallas. I, I think with Dallas, it's pretty you know set in stone. It's almost like when you're playing the Lakers at this point, you just know where you want to go. It's the two guys, the big guys, and then after that, you know you're really taking some dart throws. Uh, Doncic at ten three. I think sure. this, you know I, I don't really need to say anything more. Two two seventy point games in the past four four games we're talking now. So. Uh, in both those games, 30-point triple-double. So, he, you know, he contains – he's explosive on any night. Um, you can really target him. You know, I'd obviously rather play Harden. Harden's also 1,700 more. So, you know, I'm not going to knock if you want to play him. I'll definitely have shares of him on every single night of the season. I'm a huge Doncic fan. So, 
Uh, Porzingis, 7K, I think the price tag is very fair. I don't know if I'm going to go back to him. You know, I jumped on him in that last one. It was a game going against uh, the Knicks in a revenge game, so I think that made a little bit more sense and kind of, you know, lifted my hand to play him. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go to him in this matchup. I don't really think I need to. And then, like I said, I'm not really interested in any of, you know, the guys that are kind of playing on the wing between Brunson, uh, DeLon Wright, uh, Hardaway Jr., Curry. I don't, I don't really think I need to go to any of those guys in this matchup. Yeah, I'm listening to a lot of guys on the radios and podcasts and everything talking about the Mavericks and how Porzingis, he's not gelling with uh, Luka, at least not yet. But part of the problem is not only that I guess he's not correlating well with uh, Luka, but also that he's not bringing good power forward qualities into his game. Like he's not posting up. He's not giving you a good NBA uh, all-around game to really say that he's matched his, you know, real real salary. Um, so, you know, as time progresses, maybe that'll happen. But um, Chris Dobbs is not probably you're not going to get the value what you're paying for on a on a fantasy situation. So, um, so I had to tend to lean away from that for a little while here. See, I almost when I, when I watch the games, I almost have like an opposite take where I'm like, you know, why I I see them posting like him setting up plays and posting players up and them setting up plays for him in the post, and I'm almost thinking, why? That's not his game. <laughs> like that's not that's right, never that's, that's nice. never been his game. You know, so I I don't I don't like the way that the Carlisle has been using them. And, you know, and listen, you don't you don't get handed, you know, like an all star caliber player that's seven foot three that can, you know, block shots and hit three pointers like Chris Stops. And it's just like an easy mesh. No, you got to figure out how to use the new toy when you get one. So you mess around with Mm -hmm. it, you play with it in a few different ways. And eventually, you know how to play with it and, you know, it gets loosened up and it's ready to go. So that's kind of what I anticipate. I'm not really worried about it. I think this two do this duo is going to be one that kind of wreaks havoc on the NBA for at least the next five years. Um, and mm. I'm, I'm kind of like really looking forward to seeing these guys. You know, keep in mind, Porzingis has only been playing for a couple of weeks and he hasn't really played basketball in about a year and a half prior to that. So I, I think, yeah, mm. I, for now, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think by the end of the year, we're going to be looking at paying 84, 8,500 for him. Right now, for a little while, mm. uh, we're seeing that salary and that's kind of why it entices me. But he's, he's not performing to kind of pay for that salary at this point. And, you know, at 7K in a good matchup, I'd be more than happy to play him. But this is against Toronto. And like you said, uh, it could get, you know, a little bit ugly. And I don't think we need to go there. All right. Interesting enough. We can uh, get on with the next one then. Late the game last. hammer. Yes. 1030 Eastern Standard Time game. We got the Atlanta Hawks going against the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Hawks or Clippers, Andy? <laughs> I wonder which one I, I might be talking about here. Let's see which one I got more notes on here. I would take... Uh, it's okay. I'll take the Clippers. Um, what? Well, I get the Hawks? All right. Cool. <laughs> I'll take, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the Clippers are look potential blowout game. You know, um, you, know you got to give the Clippers 12 and a half points, basically. Um, so with possible blowout, um, you know, we've got George back. The interesting thing is that in the one game, he played one game, correct? Yeah, George, uh, he came back, okay. he played played decent, he played very well in the minutes, wasn't gun-shy whatsoever. So, um, yeah, so he's got 41% usage in that one game. So it's small sample size. But, um, you know, they're using them, and um, I believe that um, 
uh, what's his name was out, the other superstar. Oh. My mind went blank. Kawhi? Kawhi was out, right? Uh, I no, actually, I believe uh, I believe Kawhi played in that game too. I believe they both oh, played. Oh, okay. So they're even playing together. Maybe I'm uh, wrong. So he'll probably sit out tomorrow. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it, they generally look the rest of them on a back to back. Maybe I think actually now that I think about it, I think he did sit out that game. Um, I could be mistaken. I'm spacing out a little bit. Yeah. So I think he did. Sit. I know okay. Beverly. I know Beverly sat out that game. Um, so that's another, you know, he's questionable coming in. So we're going to definitely have to monitor the news. And I mean, any, any slate that Kawhi Leonard's on, monitor it. You know, don't play Kawhi Leonard oh, yeah. with confidence unless you have that's an absolute certainty that he's playing. So I, you know, we'll, we'll consider oh. him. Uh, we can go, we can, we can go by about this game, you know, more of him being a doubtful side, you know, that way, you know, oh. we could take the approach of it not being as much of a blowout. Cause I think if, if he does sure. sit, it's it obviously decreases the likelihood of a blowout. Maybe this game has a chance to stay close. Um, okay, but you know if he does play, it's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna kind of temper my you know my so, ownership on the Hawks side of the ball. Let's do this. Let's monitor, see what happens. Obviously, now let's assume, but let's assume, um, uh, dudes out, and we just got George. So now we're just looking at who we can fill in there. Um, once we wait for the news, we see as fillers. Who else we got? We got Lou Williams, and we got uh, Harold. Mm-hmm. Now there's a third guy here that could be also a filler, possibly still, as Jermichael Green. If we need, you know, we can put in there, um, you know, that our guy is out because he's resting and he needs his time and and um, he's not going to play his back to back. He's he's monitoring his his knee and everything, I believe it is, and he's going to just, you know, sit out games as needed and 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 you got the back to back resting time management and all that stuff, but. With these guys coming in off the bench and starting as well, um, now we got Jermichael Green who who uh, surpassed value two games in a row. So with Jermichael, um, that's that that's awesome value. You gotta you gotta take that as a core play. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think if we if you know we get the word that Jermichael's gonna you know put up good minutes and you know be in that starting line, he he did struggle actually in the last one. Um, but that's a down game. So the two previous to that, I dropped a 40-point banger, 14-14 double-double, and another double-double prior to that. But the rebounds look secure. It looks like he's uh, yeah. he's definitely a good target when you're looking at the small ball center lineups. And, you know, Atlanta might as well just do that. I mean, they do have Alex Len playing off the bench. He played fantastic in the last game, um, mostly due to matchup. That's kind of why they needed him against uh, Jokic. So, um, you know, I don't know if they're going to use him as much. I wouldn't, you know, necessarily go target Len in this game as much just because we've seen the Clippers play small plenty of times and get away with it. And, you know, they can really, if they play Harrell at center, they can get away with playing Jabari Parker at center if they really wanted to. So, um, mm-hmm. for, for me, that's kind of going to, you know, take a couple, you know, the bigs on both sides kind of off the table for me. Um, okay. I'm really going to be looking at the wings. Um, you know, it, it, I'll stick with the Clippers before I go over that land. I'm bouncing around a little bit right now. Um, sure. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's really tough to play any of these guys. I think, you know, the Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell stacks definitely in play. Um, I, I think always, always in play. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys correlate so well together where if you're, you know, if you're playing one, you might as well play the other and try to take advantage of it. Um, I think that this is a good matchup for both of them on paper. Uh, you know, so if you think this game's going to stay close, and you know, if we do know of Kawhi Leonard sitting, um, you know, it's really Possibly. up in the air at this point. It's possible. Uh, yeah. You know, knowing that he did sit in the last one kind of has been leading more towards. Now that I'm thinking about that, he, he obviously probably could just play in this one. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're on a back-to-back set. So you know, the more we think about it, the more likely uh, it is no. to play. 
Yeah, so half this March is a back to back. But um, the other guy that's interesting for uh, maybe you feel this would be okay for a GPP uh, play is Cam Reddish. Um, you know, some some nights he can shoot, some nights he's off, obviously, and his field goal percentage down. But uh, he's a rookie, and he's gonna he's gonna have some big games probably in in the future. Yeah, I'm actually a big Reddish fan. Um, you know, I'm I've been tempering my expectations for him on DFS just because this whole team's been, you know, a little bit trying to kind of find their identity, and Trey Young's is you know riding guiding the ship right now. The minutes are at a fair enough price. You know, they're only at like that twenty range, and the price tag's low. But I just don't yeah. know if the upside's there. Yes, he'd definitely be a GPP option for me. I don't when know he if he has I the opportunity. Oh yeah, when he has the opportunity, if we know he's playing thirty plus minutes, I think you could definitely plug him in there as a good value play. Um, yep. But until I see those minutes, it's going to be a little tough for me. I think, you know, if Patrick Beverly sits, I think obviously Trey Young's in play. If, if Patrick Beverly plays, uh, you know, that's going to definitely, you know, have me take a double take at Trey Young. The price is up there at 9400 I don't really care. His, he had a down game last game, and a down game for him is 45 fantasy points. So, you know, the three previous games before that, we were looking at 68, 65 and a half, and 61. So, I, you know, I'm definitely going to – he's almost like in that Luka Doncic, uh, you know, pool with me right now where it's like I don't right. really I don't really care about the matchups. I'm going to have some shares of both these guys on every slate, I think, going forward because night in and night out they have that 60-point upside that we see in guys like Giannis, LeBron, and Harden and are 2 to 3K less than them sometimes. So um, I think, I think yeah. you know, he's obviously in play. Uh, Jabari Parker, I've kind of been bouncing off and on between them. I bounced off him in the last game. He had a good one. It, you know, really didn't shock me. It's against Phoenix. I uh, opted to play Porzingis over him, though. And Porzingis, uh, you know, it, it, I'm sorry I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't catch you. Oh, I was just saying he's the other guy, Parker. He's yeah. getting high, though. Yeah, he's getting up there. It's, I mean, he dropped down 200 bucks, so it's a little bit of a savings, I guess, off his last salary. But it's against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. It's not the best matchup. Uh, you know, the Clippers are obviously a good team defense all around, not just because they have, you know, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Patrick Beverly, and now Paul George back. They're actually just a very well-coached team by Doc Rivers who play good team defense anyway. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, you, you could look at Parker. I'm not going to knock you if you want to play for it. For me, it's really going to be Trey Young. Um, and then before, you know, we, we get off this game, uh, I definitely wanted to bring up Terrence Mann. You know, he did start. Um, Doc Rivers really likes this kid. He's Maine. Given, he's Maine. <laughs> he's given him opportunity to, uh, to, you know, really play for a role right now. And he really mm-hmm. ran with it. 24.6 minutes in the last one. We would need Beverly to sit out again. But going against the Hawks, one of the worst teams defending opposing point guards. Trey Young has, you know, bottom two defense in the league for any players right next to Isaiah Thomas. So, uh, right. Definitely an option. And if this game does get out of hand, if Kawhi Leonard plays and, you know, we see uh, Beverly sit, I, you know, we might see Maine get a get a little extended run even garbage time. At the end of the day, he's, he's one of their role players. He's going to probably be like one of their 11th men once Beverly's healthy. So um, I okay. think he's I think he might be safe if Beverly's out regardless of a score scenario. Really? Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying go there and overload on him. Um, okay. But I, I too safe. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, def, not like a build. If he's playing thirty-five minutes, it would be a different story. Uh, okay. But no, he's only playing twenty-five minutes, so you know it does leave. And it's not like he lit the world on fire last time. He put up seventeen and a half DraftKings points, but he looked good. Um, and this is definitely a better matchup cool. than they had in the last game. Sounds good. All right, so. man. 
I guess I would go there in a tournament if he like had the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. It's all about how the you know the way the cookie crumbles at the end of the day with all these injuries. We're gonna be monitoring a lot of news, and that's oh, yeah. why uh, you guys need to make sure you're following Hoop uh, Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter. Um, that's where you'll see all of our blurbs, especially on the weekends. I'm one of our blurbs out there on the weekends, so um, I'm usually trying to get out any of any and all information I could as fast as possible. And uh, you you know I try to put a little DFS spin on it, and as long as the season long in there as well. So I try to cater to both. Um, but we all do. So you'll notice that between all of our blurbs, we hit on both DFS, we'll hit on streaming, we'll hit on season long, Dynasty. Uh, definitely worth following. You'll get a good a good pack of information. Great team that we have over there. And definitely make sure you're checking out some of our premium content. Uh, Mike the Panda Pasador is always pumping out content left and right. You get the Dan and Brew podcast. You, both of those guys are just geniuses. You get the Brews letter. You get everything. It's a huge package. It's well worth it. Um, you know, we've been kind of leading people to the fantasy championships and year-long leagues and for years now, and now we're getting started leading people to championship in DFS. We already had a few listeners take down a couple GPPs and looking to keep the ball rolling, man. Uh, I had a good time tonight, though. This was good. I, uh, I had fun. Yeah, lots of fun. It's, um, see, I've got Andrew with the tournament wins, so we want to see who's coming up next uh, to try to get that the champ. Uh, dude, that name, uh, I guess, would be passed around like a trophy. <laughs> no, listen, if I get that thing, I'm holding it into my pocket, not, not giving it. I just want the T-shirt. I don't care. If there's a trophy, yeah, I'll let great. somebody else have it. Just give me the free T-shirt. That's, that's the trophy itself right there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, definitely give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'll let you start, Andy. Why don't you give everybody your Twitter? Go give, them, go give Andy a follow. Yeah. I did the same thing with Miles. You guys have been absolutely crushing the forums, and you guys are good. I, I want, like, you know, me and Coach, we try to get through all the questions as fast as we possibly could. Sometimes I'm near yeah. my computer and phone, and sometimes I'm not. And I want you guys to be able to answer a lot of these, and I feel like you guys would be a great use to uh, the Twitter community out there and our listeners. Awesome. So you can find me on the Twitter handle at Drew, like Drew Carey, J, Gallagher, the last name, in case you need a spelling, G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. Right. And you can find me at Mike Apatria. That's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find uh, Andrew Hansen at Language Olympic. It's L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-L. O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. Almost botched that. I always do. And then you can find Coach at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. So, uh, you know, man, that's our team. We got our handles out there. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, and definitely follow, follow Miles uh, at Miles, I believe it's 6565. So that's our team. Yep. There we go. Uh, we got the show out of the way. Good luck tonight, guys. I, uh, you know, we'll be back tomorrow. It'll be Andy on again with Andrew. Uh, they'll be smashing yep. it out of the park, and I'll definitely be listening to you guys. I'll be looking forward to those Sunday tips I'm going to get from you. Um, and we had a good time, so give a thumbs up, rate, review, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Great show. Thanks. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.